the news industry, which, you know, has been in many ways devastated by the internet, you know, really needs to have a renaissance. Hello and welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Mike Daniele. That was founder of the information.com, Jessica Lesson. More on her in just a minute. But today we take a look inward at the news industry and how things are changing in terms of journalism and how it can be sustained. To help us understand it are those on the front edge of technology, the good folks there at ProductHunt.com. Their podcast on the future of news is both compelling and exciting, not only for journalists and broadcasters, but for newspapers as well. The Keen Sentinel, which is the fifth oldest continuously published newspaper in the United States, is celebrating an anniversary. It was founded in March of 1799. It's won numerous awards in journalism and photography throughout the years. The Sentinel, as well as the news team here at WKBK with Tom Novak and Abby Trombley and Carol Jeffrey and myself, all have a critical role to play to get important news to the Monadnock area. Product Hunt Radio podcast digs for the latest in technology and then interviews thought leaders like the one you're about to hear, formerly from the Wall Street Journal, now founder and editor-in-chief of TheInformation.com, Jessica Lesson. Product Hunt has given me permission to air this segment of the interview conducted by Apadesi. Tell us a bit more about yourself and also the mission behind the information. Absolutely. So I started the information five years ago to build um, a next generation premium news business. I feel very strongly that despite the digital revolution and the impact it's had on traditional journalism, that our our best days are, are still ahead for journalism and that there's a ton of opportunity. So the information we're trying to build that next generation business publication, we focus on the technology industry and doing original deep dive reporting about technology companies. And our audience is everyone from entrepreneurs and investors to bankers, business executives, folks in auto industry, Hollywood, people who generally just want to know and more and get the real story about technology and the impact it's having on business. That's incredible. And I know from doing research on you, you sort of started as a journalist right out of college, which is pretty cool. Can you tell us a bit more about the time that you spent in the Wall Street Journal, how you kind of rose through the ranks and and possibly like what you witnessed there that made you feel you had to start the information? I am. Yeah, I, I like I still am a journalist, even though I wear many hats. But that's yes. definitely <laughs> the perspective that I bring as a founder. You know, I, I caught the reporting bug early. I thought being a reporter and never having to pick one job, but having license to learn about the world and ask smart people questions is really just a, an awesome profession. And also believe really passionately, again, that that the news industry, which, you know, has been in many ways devastated by the internet, you know, really needs to have a renaissance, needs to have a future for the sake of really society. So, so uh, love journalism, been very passionate about it, was fortunate to land after college at the Wall Street Journal, where I kind of rode the rise of technology, really, and particularly internet technology. So when I started, I was writing stories along the lines of, you know, will anyone ever watch video on their phone? Or who would buy buy that online? Uh, This was 2005, and covered startups covered big companies like Google and Apple 
covered the rise of social media with Twitter and Facebook and really had a front row seat to that broader dynamic of how the internet in particular was changing the news business, literally the, the place I showed up to work every day. And to your question, yeah, that absolutely shaped how we started the information. Um, the first thing is it, it made me really believe we needed a business model reboot, you know, and, and still in many cases, publications were so focused on digital advertising. You know, reporters would get plaudits from their editors when they achieved some traffic record because they had a sensational headline. And that just seemed to me like not only was digital advertising not going to pay the bills for these newsrooms, but it was also distorting the content. And I felt that the subscription business, which is what we are at The Information, um, was the antidote to that. It was the business that only worked if you delivered a quality product and earned your real relationship with your user and that loyalty. And so in, in seeing what I felt was a sort of bad reaction the news industry was making to the internet, I, I felt like there was an opportunity to do it differently and to approach coverage differently. At, at, the, at the time, tech was seen as this hypey, up and to the right, look how much these founders are worth, kind of breathless coverage. You know, oh, the iPhone's in six colors, whoop-de-doo. Yeah. <laughs> as a business reporter, I was always more interested in in the underlying businesses and the trends and, and connecting the dots and going behind the scenes and felt like tech shouldn't be covered just as what those silly people out in Silicon Valley do, but it should be thought of really as chronicling the change across all industries that are adapting to and, and adopting technology. So the vision of creating a business publication that had technology expertise at its core, but ultimately could serve a wide range of business readers was also a real motivating passion in starting the information. That's incredible. Thanks so much for sharing that. Two things that really stood out to me. Um, you touched again on like this focus on business model. I've seen you in interviews talk about how it's really the business of news that was broken that you wanted to address with the information. And I'm sure lots of people told you you were crazy for trying to build a subscription business. But, you know, this year, over 90% of your revenue comes from subscriptions, which is incredible. That's just a quote that I read from a DigiDay article earlier. One thing I'd love for you to share a bit more on is, you know, how have you managed to create a successful international subscription-based business? There are so many makers out there that are trying to replicate that kind of success. Are there any principles, values that you can distill to share? The first and really the most important is just to focus on the quality of the product. And it sounds simple and easy and like the thing as a journalist, when entrepreneurs tell me that I roll my eyes and think they're dodging my questions. Yeah. <laughs> but it also happens to be true because when your lifeblood is going to be your customer's Pay, not just paying you once, but paying you month after month, year after year, you have to earn that. And you have to earn that by being relevant to them. And for us, it's meant a sort of pretty relentless focus on our core kind of articles, you know, raising the bar for our content as, as we've expanded our newsroom from two people to now 27, you know, in five or four different bureaus we still are 
publishing basically the same number of stories every day. We've also added a lot of new features editorially, like org charts and other newsletters and the like. But in, in terms of our core product, we've chosen to just raise the bar of each of those articles. So, so those can be much more deeply reported and much more in tune with what our community is looking for at the moment. So, you know, in taking that philosophy into the product, prioritizing features like, you know, a commenting platform where people use their real names and identities and can share information about themselves. I mentioned our org charts really focus on very differentiated, very time-consuming and reporting-consuming features. But, you know, taking the time to do a few things really well versus a million things, I think is a very core principle to a successful subscription business. And there are plenty of examples throughout media. You know, if you look at Netflix, Spotify, HBO, I was very inspired by the fact that HBO is is not the only place in the world you can get television. And it certainly doesn't have all the world's television, but off the back of a couple of major franchises, it's able to have built such a robust brand at scale. Um, and I think that's very emblematic of sort of the, the power of subscription businesses. And if you're just joining us, Apodesi from Product Hunt Radio Podcast is interviewing editor-in-chief at theinformation.com. Her name is Jessica Lessim, formerly from the Wall Street Journal, talking about the best days of journalism being in front of us. Apodesi continues the conversation. In that vein, trying to get more insight into your leadership, you were talking earlier um, when going more into the information's mission about how you really felt that there was a need to chronicle the changes that the tech industry was creating, you know, that ripple effect throughout all of society. I mean, I've seen you speak and you're very fluent when it comes to talking about the tech industry. You're very talented at articulating complex things in a really easy to digest way. How do you and other journalists in your team get those scoops, get those stories? You know, I guess you can't share all of your secret tools and tactics, but could you illustrate a bit more of what it's actually like behind the scenes to be a journalist in your team, to be a contributor from, you know, idea with a story to actually getting it out to your customers? I think it's as simple as right asking the right questions to the right people. So at the end of the day, you know, our journalists are trying to get information that other people don't have, you know, and that isn't out there yet that's significant and that has news value. And, you know, sometimes that's scoopy information about, you know, breaking deals and we've broken billions and billions of financing deals and acquisitions. But, you know, sometimes it's just trying to connect some dots and looking, you know, right now I'm thinking a lot about the tech IPO markets and, what next year will look like, what it won't look like, sort of cutting through the hype. And, you know, I spent a lot of time this morning on the phone with two experts in the space who are literally in the room on any every one of these conversations and just, you know, trying to ask them the questions that I have, the questions I think that our readers will have and continuing those relationships. So even in 2018, it's a kind of old school kind of profession. There's There's not much you know, flashy about it, but it's building relationships, you know, asking the right questions and, you know, just sort of putting our thinking caps on sometimes is, is really trying to say, okay, where do we think things are headed? What do we need to figure out? And let's try and do it as soon as we can. I'd like to talk a bit about 
your community and like specifically the kind of like contributors and and really everyone in your team i mean going through the website you have like some super high profile people from across the tech industry writing for you sharing information with the information how do you attract such high caliber people to contribute i mean some of these people are working full-time jobs vps of big companies how does that dynamic work and how do you tempt them to participate so our contributors is basically our word for just commenters. So they're not contributing like articles to the information. That's all our reporting team of professional journalists who are full time with us. But when it comes to commenting on articles, we really want to promote high quality, informative comments. It, you know, many publications have had to shut down their commenting communities because of trolls and, and other issues. But as a subscription business where um, it's inherently a more curated community. It, that's created a huge opportunity for us to, you know, harness people who want to comment and to surface that across our subscriber base. So, you know, I, I think it's something we'll probably do a lot more with as a feature, particularly in the coming year, because we've gotten demand from subscribers to sort of add features around finding other subscribers and that kind of stuff. So that's always, you know, something we're excited about from a roadmap perspective. But as of today, we're, we're, it's all just if someone reads something and feel compelled to chime in, it can be there and, and be really valuable to the reader. We've got to stop the conversation here just because of time, but more information about the future of news on the podcast producthunt.com or the information.com. That does it for another viewpoint. Thanks for tuning in. If you do have a topic or story that's of interest to you, or if you want to share your story, contact me, Mike Daniele. I produce and host this program, and it airs on stations across the Monadnock region. We'd like to know what you think. Send me an email at mdaniele at mbgradio.com, or you can contact me at 603-275-0789. Special thanks to Lanre Akinyami, Apadesi, and Jessica Lesson, and of course, the podcast from Product Hunt. Content is used with permission. The Viewpoint was produced at the studios of WKBK Keen and is responsible for its content. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. And remember, what matters is your viewpoint. Viewpoint.